Welcome in once again, Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. And as you well know, we have a format change coming up in mid-March. We'll talk more about that when we get there. But let's just say we listened to you, we heard you, and we made the changes that you wanted to have happen. But let's get to our guest this week. Sarah Villasenor is on an entrepreneurial journey that has led her from high performance to happiness. And you should definitely not only listen to this podcast upcoming, but also read her bio in the show notes. You will definitely be inspired. Oh, one more note. This podcast is on a little bit later than we thought when we initially recorded it. So you'll hear a little bit of a different time frame in the podcast. But again, no big deal because, hey, it's on right now and I know you're going to enjoy it. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, episode number 69, begins right now. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, and I'm Jeff Blitnikoff. I am talking to a guest again from China, and frequent listeners to this podcast know that I have had trouble pronouncing names that have baffled me at times, and it seems to be whenever somebody calls me from China, I'm usually baffled <laughs> so i i have i have a i have a woman on the phone right now and my guest and her name is sarah and her last name is not chinese but i'm still baffled by it and i she's so kind she's like finally after my like eighth attempt <laughs> she was like yeah that's good and i'm like no it's not <laughs> and well it's good i guess it was good from my ear at that point but sarah i'm gonna bring you in i'm gonna have you say your full name because you say it so beautifully and i don't want to um, mess it up anymore so sarah first of all let's get your full name Okay. So, hi, Jeff. My name is Sarah Villasenor. I think I, I finally think got great. it. I think I finally got yes, it. Yes, I think you did. That's oh, great. my gosh. It's great. It's never a last attempt. After I gave up, you know, that's that's that. there's the hallmark of being an entrepreneur. Never give up. Never give up. <laughs> Anyways, so, well, Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for your time. And as we record this, uh, it's very early. You've already had some coffee multiple cups of coffee i understand and again really good to have you and thanks for waking up so early in china to talk to us and just thank you absolutely it's a pleasure and uh, yeah i've been awake like very early because i was very excited to be here well you have such an awesome story and your story is really one of and and i want you to get into your bio i was reading your bio and i was very amazed by it as to how real it is and you really hold nothing back you talk about anger issues you talk about failures you talk about successes you talk about being a late bloomer you you just you really put it all out there in fact i mean one of your aspirations is to have a punk rock band for girls you talk about how other women have influenced you you're very real about how you don't feel like you've reached the pinnacle of your entrepreneurship yet. I mean, it's just there's so many things 
to talk about there. So I'd rather really just rather turn the floor over to you now and have you give your story as to a what what brought you to where you're at, but b how you just got so real with everything. It's really amazing. So Sarah, welcome. The floor is yours. Thank you, Jeff. Okay, so yeah, I came to China nine, nine years ago, um, straight after uh, graduating in in Mexico, and I wanted to speak Chinese. I wanted to learn Chinese, and I thought that I would come here for a year and learn the language, go back home, open a small translation company because my 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 bachelor's was in translation. I spoke already a couple of languages. I did uh, German and French translation to Spanish and English back then, and I, 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 I basically came to China for that. I had um, an amazing first year here, and nine years afterwards, I am still here. I've had lots of jobs uh, in different industries at different levels. I think I've always been quite lucky and blessed for the people that I meet along the way that have taught me a little bit more about myself every time. A lot of them have been women, starting with my mother. So yes, a little bit of background on myself. Since I was a little girl, I was a little bit, I, I did need this uh, pushing and shoving from, from my mother to, to want to learn more and do more. So since I was a little girl, I was uh, attending all sorts of classes and trainings and, and, and skill development classes, not only school. And that's probably because my mom is a, is a working mom and a single mom. So uh, besides needing to keep me busy, she also knew that she needed to keep uh, pushing me hard because I didn't really feel like I wanted to do it for myself. I was happy at home sitting on the couch thinking or just watching TV or listening to music. But she kept pushing me um, to learn different things. And even coming to China was, was sort of her idea uh, when I graduated and I was back home, she saw that I was not fulfilling my goal in life and I was not a very, very happy or very, um, yes, just very happy. So she she suggested, why don't you go to China and see what it's like? And at the time, we had a couple of Chinese friends that lived around the corner that they were running a school. So I went there to just get immersed a little bit in, in the language. And I had a coworker who was the who had contacts here in China. So I made it to Beijing. I just brought, you know, a couple of bags and a couple of dollars. And I thought that this would just be a year experience. And, and it, it has changed my life completely for sure. From what I was aiming to professionally, to personally, to, you know, academically and spiritually, everything has changed for the better and developed. And, um, and, and that's basically how I got to China. Once I got here, because of the language skills, I have been gotten into different, like, more uh, leadership-inclined roles since the very beginning. Um, so I've worked with a multinational teams, cool teams that are aiming to do multinational business communications and or build multinational teams. So I, I got into management and HR and my biggest background here in China, my most important jobs and projects have been in HR. So I started doing um, human resources, working with uh, companies in China that were developing teams here, local teams and foreign teams or, or multicultural teams. And, um, and I started developing with that. I had no background in HR, but I was lucky enough that people asked me 
do you think you can do this? And one of the things my mother always taught me is like, there's no, I can't. And if the, if your, I can't comes from, I don't know, then you should, you better get back and learn how to do it. If I can't, is not an excuse. So I've always said yes. And I obviously always got back to learn about it. And, and, and I started doing that and I started learning. And once I had enough experience and I thought that my experience already reached a point where I needed the help, then I got more education on it. So I've kind of developed the other way around. That's why I call myself a late boomer. Um, I first get experience and then I kind of get drawn into the academic part of it and all together it just helps me grow. That's the way I work and that's the way I've learned to feel comfortable with myself. I've had, I want to say I've had a lot of failures, but I, I don't think that they have a brought me down. They haven't been easy, of course, and I'm sure there will come more and harder ones because the more you grow, the, the, the harder you fall. But it's, it's just important to appreciate them as, as a milestone in whatever it is that you're doing. And like you said, when we just started the podcast, not give up. Sarah, I'm going to give you the floor right now and have you dig deeper into your entrepreneurial journey because there's a lot of things that have brought you to the place you're at now. And I think it would be appropriate for you to focus where you're going for the audience so they really understand kind of not only what brought you to this place, but also where you're going next. So, Sarah, the floor is yours. Okay, thank you, Jeff. I think definitely, yeah. Let's focus on how I got from entrepreneur to entrepreneur because I think that's, that's, that's what's important for the podcast and then we can both find an order. And it's not the first time. I think everybody, every time I, I share my story with people, people are a little confused as in what is it that you do? Where is it that you're coming from? I know where I'm going. I think that's a good thing for now. But yeah, and, and I think it's important to share that, to share that sometimes you have a very clear path and to change that or to go into entrepreneurship or at least to try it, you need to be able to, to confuse people and, 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 and to do all these sorts of different things. So again, yes, I do have a very broad background, but the process of getting there, I think for it's, it's what's important because it's, it's, it's the essence of it. And I gotta, I've got to say something really quick. We're going to post your full bio on your show notes and it's going to take you a little bit of time to read it. And I'm speaking to the listeners now, but definitely dig in and read it because there's just so many avenues that Sarah has explored. And what's amazing is it's brought her to the journey that she's on now. And again, Sarah, uh, I'm going to hand the mic back over to you so you can focus on being how you got from an entrepreneur to an entrepreneur. But again, I just want to encourage the audience to really dig in and read your bio because it's, it's pretty cool. So anyway, back to you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and yes, I have this uh, problem when I'm writing, even when I'm writing articles for, for uh, the HR consulting and everything. I do, I do write a lot because I think it's necessary. So you have the time to just read it. Okay. So yes, becoming an entrepreneur. And I think honestly, Jeff, one of the things that inspired me was, was listening to your podcast since the very beginning, because I know someone that was in it from like firsthand contact. And from then, I was already on the path, but I guess there's always something that that triggers your your path or your next steps. And um, when I do my targeting for the year or the month or when I am thinking about what is it that I want to do next, what I do is to listen and to 
pray and look for inspiration. And I did find inspiration on, on, on this. So basically, I've been having, like, I've been, I've been working for companies for the past eight years here in Beijing. And, um, and I was an entrepreneur, so I've trained uh, high-performing teams for chi- of Chinese people and or multinational teams. And I always felt that, I mean, I loved working in-house and I love working with my teams. But I, I've always felt that there was something else that I wanted to be doing. And, and at some point, a couple of years ago, I actually tried to change that. And I didn't really change it in, in a way that was very successful, let's say. So I tried to either find work somewhere else and I also try to go home, uh, go back home and try to live back there and, and find a job back there. And I wasn't, I wasn't finding anything, but I think it was also because I wasn't, that was not exactly what I was meant to do. So I came back to China after be, being away for almost a year. And I really focused on, on, on finding a job that was challenging, but also ticking all the boxes. And I luckily found a, uh, an opportunity, not in China, but in Cambodia, and it was like the highest position that I've ever been offered. Um, so it was for a country HR manager in Cambodia, and I'm, you know, I it took me a little bit to leave because China is my home, and um, as you read in my bio, I've been living here, it's actually in the same apartment for nine years, which for China is not very common. So this is my home and, and, and the people that I live with. So I share my apartment with other girls and, and they're like my family. So leaving was not easy, but after a while I had to leave. They, the offer was impossible to refuse. And I thought, this is it. This is what I'm meant to do. I packed my things. I left my beloved apartment and I went to Cambodia to this amazing job and to this new country that I'd never been to. And, uh, Lots of things happened, and I did learn a lot of things. I did learn where I was in the professional level, but it didn't work out. I, I wasn't, it wasn't me, and it was not about the company or the country. The country, the country opened my eyes to the world, I want to say. China opened my eyes and changed my life, but, but, but moving away from China and going to Cambodia, this definitely changed my path in, in, in all levels, at all levels. And leaving that position was a challenge, um, but I had to make that decision. So uh, it wasn't even, I, I didn't even last two months before I had to make this decision. I was physically and emotionally uh, like unstable at that time. And I wasn't, I, I, it wasn't the right time for that position. So I had to, I had to quit. And I did manage to leave with a sort of, I want to say productive outcome of that because we made a plan for the following person in charge on how to how to get them to come into the country and hit the ground running with the company. It was a new position and it was a new project, so, and it was it was tough. So we did that. I made a plan with with um, corporate, and then I left and I came back to China, and that felt like honestly like the biggest failure in at all the straights of my life. So professionally, as, as personally, emotionally, as a woman, as a Christian, as a daughter, I felt failed and destroyed. And it was hard to, first of all, understand it and, and recognize it, and second of all, to, to accept it. So it's taken me months to actually find out that this has just helped me grow 
and 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 to actually recognize that this was the trigger that 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 inspired me to do totally different things to go on and instead of like looking for entrepreneurial positions to be an entrepreneur and say I'm going to try this and I'm going to I'm going to do everything that I can to find my entrepreneurial path. So for example, after that, I came back and then wanted to open up an HR consulting company here in China. So I started developing the trainings uh, and talking to my contacts. And um, this year, actually, so that was last year. And this year, actually, I started giving training to mainly Chinese HR managers, so local HR managers, on different things, multicultural issues or time management or high performance or just communications in general. Culture is very different. I luckily do speak the language, but when it's about technicalities or laws, it's still challenging. I'm still every day going online and reading the law uh, to make sure I'm up to date and, 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 and I'm following up with everything that I have to. So I did that and I was, I was honestly, that was one of the proudest moments when I finished my first HR audit training and, and then, and I got paid for it and it's not maybe millions, but it's something that I did from beginning to end. And I think just that is the goal of an entrepreneur to, to create something by yourself and to see the goal that it comes with and whether or not is this the business that I'm going to choose, I'm not sure because it's hard. It's very hard and I'm not going to lie to you every day maybe not every day, but like once a week, I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. But somehow there's this signals. If you listen with your senses, you know, there's sometimes something you see, something you smell that really empowers you to keep going. So my goal in life and especially in my HR career, I've learned that is to empower other people and mainly because the HR world is like a, a women's world. So I've worked with women. So I've seen, women that start from, from, from very, very low to now becoming, you know, leaders in their associations. And, 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 and I wouldn't say that I've mentored them and they are always looking for advice from me and then getting back at me to me and, and asking for questions. So I, I, I like that. So I'm, I'm slowly putting the dots together into seeing where it is that my entrepreneurial journey is taking me, how and, and what is it exactly that I'm going to do. I know the ultimate goal. I know I like making people happy and making them more hard and, and learn stuff. And I love learning from them because that's, that's basically what you do. You learn from other people. And ultimately, I want to help people be happy and, and be joyful and and. and I don't know if this makes sense because I went from high performing to be being happy, but it all comes into an emotional state of, of happiness, right? And, and you create it mainly through work and, and different types of work. So that was my, my first entrepreneurial attempt. So an HR consulting company, I then went to, so on the other hand, I dance, uh, I, 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 I love dancing and then work, I work out, I, I have never really loved it, but I, I, I like what it does to my body and to my emotions and how it controls them. We, you did mention a little bit about uh, dealing with anger management and I built for it with years and the only way in which I could overcome that was through working out, through a workout and actually it, it was like multi-flopping. So, anyway, I, I, sorry about that, I just, I go everywhere. But 
I developed this love for fitness and wellness. I became a coach in African dancing, which is uh, it's called Jinda Fit, and it's a movement that started here in China through um, an African like an African DJ who also dances. So, anyways, he created this movement. I started dancing with him a couple of years ago, and I became a coach last year and got certified. And then this year, I'm I'm doing my own classes. I'm helping the company grow. We are attending international expos, fitness and wellness expos, and we are sharing the motto. Funnily enough, the motto of this workout is uh, La Joie de Vivre, which is the joy of life. So together, and it works with people, obviously, and it works with a lot of women, and we do have a main value of charity and, and sharing the love. So all of this together, satisfied, is keeps satisfying my, my needs uh, and my values. So those are the dots that I keep connecting to in my entrepreneurial way. And I know that they're guiding me to, to my ultimate goal. Even when sometimes I get a little bit confusing, even myself, what is it that I'm doing? What is it that I want to do? Am I good at this? Is, is doing all of these things good enough? It, it, is, it is hard sometimes, but I, I believe in it. It makes me happy, and I think that's what's important. And people can see it and relate to that, and, and I can share it. So I love it. So I'm, I'm doing dance classes as well. I'm hoping to grow this movement internationally. It's already, it's, it's already picking up. So that's what I do. And, and, and as a third pillar, it's, it's just basically helping people either with business development they want to do here or somewhere. I do, I'm lucky to have a big network here in, in China and in, because of China globally. So whenever somebody is interested in doing some sort of business or project, then I'm always open to talking about it and, and doing things. Actually, I wanted to thank you because through your podcast, I've actually reached out to amazing women that are talking to me about different projects and, and I just it's unbelievable what you can do with just connecting people and, and talking to them about your passions and what is it that you want to do and and recognizing those dots that you want to connect well I have I don't to, know if I lost you more now no 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 it's it's great you know actually <laughs> to tell you the truth you've brought everything into clarity for me and my final question before we have or before we head into the Athena based questions I'll give you that question in a second uh, first of all I just have to thank you it means a lot to me that you would say that about this podcast because I tell you just I'd say just a little over, as we record this now, it's in August of 2019. Of course, I'm usually about four or five months ahead on my recordings, so I'm not exactly sure when people are hearing this at the moment, but it's probably sometime around November or December. Anyway, as I record this, this is about a year old, and... And this was just an idea that I developed with Athena a year ago. And to, to, to hear the impact that it's having, especially on your entrepreneurial journey and in your life, it's really it's amazing. And it's something that means a lot to me. So I wanted to thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah, absolutely. So my final question before we head into the Athena based questions is it really seems and you can confirm or deny it. But either way, I'd like you to expand on it. But it seems to me that throughout your whole journey, it's almost been external type of things like high performance. You had even mentioned when you were talking about your entrepreneurial journey, how you are into really high performance type of things. And you're not doing that anymore. Your journey was high performance. Now it's really 
just helping people. And it seems like you've connected with your inner self. You've connected your, with your values, what's important to you. And it seems like the journey now just seems right and peaceful to you, even though you don't have those external things that you used to think were important. And maybe you could expand on that. First of all, tell me if I'm on off base or not. And then also, whatever your answer might be, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Okay, sure. Thank you. And you're right. I think all of this past experiences have brought me to clarity about my journey and where it is that I want to go. So yes, it's part of, of, of what builds you and, and, and what uh, comes with you through um, what is it that you're good at and what is it that you want to do and how do you connect what you're good at and your ultimate purpose together. So I guess that has been my path. I, I'm a doer. I, like I trial and error. So I guess I've been doing a lot because it needed to be felt like what my ultimate purpose is needed to be filtered. I, um, so my essence is working for peace and you're, you're exactly uh, on point. But so, and I've discovered this after lots of stressful work and projects that for me in my own journey, first learning how to lead, then leading, then analyzing what makes me uh, successful and happy when I lead, to actually moving forward to just sharing and loving and, and working for peace, so helping other people. It, it, it's been all of this, although it sounds complicated and, and not so related, it is. It's part of the, the journey that has brought me to this clarity. So yes, my my journey is still showing me. I don't think I'm done for not even close. But it is showing me more and more that, that maybe that's that's the way I want to go to. So when it was a high performance, I am now looking into getting certified and trained and, and even just like taking like smaller courses in training and trauma and uh, you know, how to deal with stress. And it doesn't necessarily need to be in an office or, or, or in a corporate environment, but also in general in life. I come from, uh, from a violent society. I come from the north of Mexico in the border and, and, and it has been always something that is in the back of my head. How can I help? What can I do? And little by little, this just becomes clearer that that's where I'm going. So I do have an ultimate goal and I am just working on, on, on getting there. So just, just getting ready for that. I, I and I did say I had one final question, but I just had, and this, this can be very quick, but I would be remiss if I didn't ask how you learned all the languages you did. It's amazing. I know for sure <laughs> that you know Spanish, English, and of course, Mandarin Chinese, because that's mentioned in your bio. I imagine you know a few others. So do you have any tips for folks in our audience? Like me, I, I sometimes struggle to master just my native language, English, <laughs> much less another language. So, so if you could maybe uh, share some tips, because again, we're in a multinational society. It, it, it's global. Yeah. Like it, Everybody says it's becoming, no, it is global. <laughs> becoming global, it is global. So, so yeah. maybe you could share with uh, your tips for learning different languages. Okay, so languages are the doors for everything, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be fluent in any language. I think it's just about doing it and, and, and using it. So it's, it's building confidence. So basically, 
learn you use it with confidence anything and i think this is an overall rule but for languages specifically people appreciate it when you try and you learn and your ears open when you try so i remember at the beginning i was just saying probably the totally wrong things all the time but i used it i used the languages so every time I do learn languages all the time. Like, um, so I speak French and German also since before coming to China. I can read Russian now. I've taught myself. I can read Japanese and I have studied it a little bit. So I have, I can have conversations. I try, because this is a hobby. This is something I like, but honestly, it takes no more than half an hour to sit and learn a couple of words and, and, and your ears open and your eyes open. And honestly, the world opens uh, for you. So languages are like, like workouts, the more you do them, the, the more you see the benefit and then you get connected. It, my mother forced me, literally forced me to learn all these languages because she's amazing. <laughs> and um, and I didn't want to. And, and, and up until I was an adult, I was able to, to thank her for that. But at the beginning when I was a kid, I just didn't see the point of it. So um, I guess Force yourself if you're an adult. It is totally worth it. And um, don't be afraid if you're a parent to be like, you know, do it. Because if my mom hadn't pushed me so hard when I was young, I, I wouldn't be here. And I am, I am, I have to say I'm very proud of myself. And I think, I, I think she would be proud of me. Well, oh my gosh, all those languages. And that's amazing about your mother. And that's, it's, it's. You know, the people that are closest to us can have the biggest influence on us. And uh, that's uh, that's a great story. But if I do mess up your last name again and the confidence is running high that I might do just that. <laughs> but I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to change your name. I'm going to give you a new middle name and a new last name. I'm going to start calling you Sarah Rosetta Stone, because my God, all, all those languages, you know, it's amazing. I wish. I wish. <laughs> That's amazing. No. So, well, let's get into uh, the Athena questions. And there's eight Athena leadership principles from the book Becoming Athena, Eight Principles to Enlightened Leadership by Athena International founder Martha Mertz. And your principle, I'd have to say you're... I'm going to probably I'm going to contact Martha, who was interviewed on this podcast in episode number 50, and I'm going to contact her and ask her to put your photo in the next edition of her book to next to learn constantly, because that is you. (laughs) That is you all the way. So talk. I mean, you've been talking about it throughout the entire podcast, but uh, do you have anything more to say about learning constantly? Because that is really that is your journey. That's what you do. Yeah, and and you're also spot on on that one. And yes, I I have developed this uh, love for learning that I didn't have before, uh, but I have developed it. And and yes, I I keep learning everything I can. I put myself in in, in uncomfortable positions because experiences are also things that you learn um, all the time. I I try to learn everything I can. I'm getting into food now and, and learning about food because I think. I think learning is part of what makes you a better tool for others. So, uh, and, and I don't mean that I am a wise person. I just, I just want to learn more. I think, I don't think you're ever done. And and even for myself, when you say, um, I, it's hard for me to take compliments like the one you just mentioned about my languages, because I don't think it's enough. 
I, I don't think it's done. So that, that there's a need that has been created that is that is helping me keep learning. And, and, and I think we should always keep learning. And it doesn't mean that we need to sit for hours and hours and learn something. Sitting down by your window, looking at the clouds, listening to a podcast for five minutes, getting to meet new people, trying new things, or going back to old things because they always teach you things that maybe you didn't see before. Your perspective does change throughout the time. So, yeah, indeed, we are, it's a natural ability that we have, so we might as well just get exposed to doing it. And so, so that's what I'm doing, and, then, and that's, um, that's what I would like to share. Well, I understand what you're saying about having difficulty accepting compliments because even when you were talking about the podcast earlier, I listened to every episode about four times between the editing process and then proofing them. I want them all to be perfect when they go out. And I literally will sit there and pick out 10 or 15 things that I don't like in every single podcast. And then the next time I go to record one, I'll think about those things. So I think that's the hallmark of being an entrepreneur, right? You're never, you're never satisfied, really. You just always, even if you accomplish A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D, you're thinking of, well, I, yeah, but that's nice, but I need E, F, H, EF, I can't even say my alphabet <laughs> yeah. today. My gosh, I'm not even going to attempt your last name. I'll tell you, I, you know, I don't, I, I might even start singing A, B, C, D, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but you always think there's something I more know, to we do. Can do that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm definitely going to, when I listen back to this podcast, I, I, I never thought I'd have to do that, but uh, learning the alphabet, that'll be my next project after here's you you know like 84 different languages and i can't even do the alphabet in english (laughs) but all kidding aside though that's the hallmark of an entrepreneur right you're never satisfied we'll be back with our guest in just a second and if you're really enjoying what you're hearing here why not get some extras from our guest after every podcast episode we have some fun questions for our guest that we give exclusively to patrons all you have to do is go to the top of women really mean business and check out the Becoming a Patron section. For just $5 a month, you'll get extras from each week's guest. For just $10 a month, you'll get the extras and we'll release the podcast to you before anyone else gets it. Not only will you get great extra content for yourself, but you'll support not only this podcast, but Athena International as well. So again, please consider becoming a patron at the top of womenreallymeanbusiness.com. All right, let's get back into the episode. I think, yeah, yeah, you're right. And this, this I have just recently discovered. And actually right now, this is an aha moment for me because you're, again, on point in saying, saying this just makes me realize, okay, yeah, I'm not done. It's not enough. I need to do more. And, and, and I'm just thinking about, like, my brain just started now because it's early, so I wake up kind of late. So, yeah, now my brain is, like, in the back of my brain, I'm just thinking, like, what's next? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, immediately what's next, how about this for a segue, is to talk about elevating other women. And that's something you do and people will see that when they read your bio, that you're really big on helping other women get a leg up in not only the world of business, but just in the world in general. So maybe you could talk about that, about your mission to help other women. Mm, yes. So 
I've, I've also been helped by other women and, and, and I love this podcast. I think it's because it, none that women are better. It's just that we are different in, in, in that way that we can connect. And if we want to, we can actually do something for other people. And all you have to do is ask. So a lot of people that have helped me through my career and my learning process have been women, uh, starting with my mother to people that just met me and somehow I am lucky enough that they see some spark in me and they introduce me to other people. And out of that, projects have come out. So I want to do the same for everybody else. So my one of my passions is empowerment. So I focus on, on local women, empowering them to be confident at work, to be confident in life, and also for foreign women as well. So we have a home here in Beijing, our apartment, and it's like a little hub for women to come and feel at home and talk about their problems and talk about our, I think when you're a foreigner in any country, you have like, we call them China days here in China. It's just tough days when, when being a foreigner just carries down on you. So I, I, I like to support my girl, well, I call them my girls, uh, but anyone that comes into this apartment, everybody comes with their own baggage. So I love to meet everybody that comes here and talk to them and listen to the problems. With the dancing with Jinda Fit, uh, what we do is we empower women through fitness with with, a, with your body. Your body definitely changes with our workout, but also we have um, this philosophy of family and love. So we create this network where there's a lot of love and we we really all get along really well with each other and try to know each other deeply and we empower each other uh, for, for being a coach, for example. It wasn't easy to get on the stage. Uh, we just came back from Italy uh, from one of the biggest fitness exhibitions in the world and, and being in front of hundreds of people it wasn't easy. But other coaches were like empowering me as well. So when I come here, I try to and to empower our local coaches to do the same and to get their classes better or to do things that they didn't want to do. Um, so in every aspect of my life, whether it's at home, at work, in one of my projects, with my old friends or with my new, with new people that I know, I always, when I do networking, it, it's always like, how can I help you? I may not have all the tools that you need because obviously I meet a lot of women that are amazing and fantastic and I'm not there yet, but but I can help. Maybe I have a little bit more time. So sometimes I help with that. I think even just smiling and, and, and saying hi to someone at some point, it's, it's empowering someone, empowering a woman. When, because we never know. And I know it for myself. They're like, you never know who you're helping with what. That's something I thought about sharing as well, is experiences need to be learning experiences, but they don't necessarily need to be learning experiences for you. All your experiences are either helping you grow or helping other people grow. So if you start with, you know, a positive experience and sometimes I feel, oh, well, that wasn't really helpful for me, but that's not the point. The point is you're helping other people maybe. So, so you, and you actually never know. So I have this, um, this idea in my head all the time that everything I do, somebody might be watching and I might be doing something good for them in terms of empowering them and or empowering women so as much as I can get involved I like to I like reaching out to women that I hear about or that I need or that I hear talks uh, from because first of all I just want to to tell them thank you uh, and, and even that that is a, an empowering moment I believe for me because 
it, when people do it for me, it, it is. It just gives me, maybe that data is the only thing that keeps me going. Well, we're going to have your contact information, of course, and how people can get aligned with you in the resource section. And, of course, um, Sarah, let's talk about some resources that you might suggest that our audience plug into. Okay. So, definitely your podcast. I think when I'm looking for inspiration, you, it always I always find it here. Oh, thank you. It's because it's such a rich, it's such a rich pool of resources right everybody brings their own resources now so honestly when i i I, when i need something i just browse and and i know that i can find something but um anyways i I do have a list of resources for you and um one of the things was in in terms of professional experiences and working with multicultural teams or even if you're doing multicultural anything one of the latest books that actually changed my perspective radically or just more than that, just opened my perspective a little bit more. With it's called uh, the Culture Map, and uh, it's amazing. It talks about people in different cultures doing the same thing in different ways. And honestly, even when I've been living abroad for for many many years, uh, it still amazed me how some of the things I totally did not see, and now I can. And when I consult or train, or just when I'm in a social situation, I can think about this aspect even from my own culture that I may not be in, you know, in so much touch right now, that I can consider to, to become a better communicator and, and, and in the end it's, it's serving my entrepreneurial goal. I have, for people that are interested in China or, or that are in China and sometimes we are having those China days, there's this book called um, Shenzhen, A Travelogue from China. I like humor because I'm not a very funny person, so I like when I get it from other people. This is a a graphic um, novel uh, about China from Guy um, Jalil, and he um, he has a couple of books about other countries as well. I'm not sure how funny it is when you have a list of broad, but it's just an experience. It also it's just about people's interactions and and how people can be amazed about how some people do one thing and you do it in a totally different way. But it's it's fun and it's about China. So if someone else is is looking for something about China, but that's it. I. I have given a link that says 10 things to remember and on a tough day, and I've had this link for years, I think it saved on my computer as like a, a bookmark because on a tough day, I open it and, and, and it is, um, it's, it's just general knowledge that we have, but sometimes we need to, to read it. And I think it's, it's really spot on, on empowering ourselves when things are going uh, rough and anything, honestly, I, I'm not the best at resources, but anything I come up with, I go on YouTube, I watch a video, and from there, I get the inspiration that I need to look for a better resource or for a better book or for a better course. So uh, um, there's an infinite number of resources there, but definitely podcasts, I do resources, if anybody wants to start from there, do a culture map, I think it's a must. And I'm sharing a book about Cambodia just because Cambodia did change my life and it opened my eyes and um, and it's guiding me uh, to my um, ultimate goal in terms of what I want to do as charitable work and also as peace and also empowering women. So anyway, this is a recommendation that I have. I think every woman should read this book. It's called The Road of Lost Innocence by Samalimam. And there's a link there as well. And it is amazing. It is tough. It is very crude. It's about um, women trafficking in, in Cambodia specifically. But this opened my eyes to what is it, how is it that I can help this 
our world, right? And and my path is towards peace. So and and towards you know women. So is this something that, like in terms of a charity charitable road, I think this is where where I would like to go. So something like this. So anyways, it inspired me. I'm sharing it, and and, and those are some of my resources. Well, that's awesome, and uh, I always start with the guest and end with the guest, and this has been a very enlightening episode, and I thank you again for waking up early in China to do this for us. And Sarah, I'm going to hand the mic over to you once again and have you close out the podcast with whatever you want to say to the audience. So, Sarah, the floor is yours. Thank you, Jeff. It's been a pleasure. I hope that this has not been very confusing, but rather it will it will provide some 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 inspiration for people. Um, and and if anybody has any questions, uh, please by all means do reach out uh, or any comments on how I can improve as well. More than happy to to listen to that. I think uh, in terms of becoming an entrepreneur or deciding whether or not you want it, I think um, everything starts with with doing. So. If you're thinking about it, if if you have something in mind, if you just want to have the experience, go ahead and do it. I think act with confidence and celebrate every milestone. Sometimes your milestones are going to seem very small, but celebrating them all together will will sum up into a big celebration. So that's important. So even. If I woke up today and I researched a website that I didn't get to read, but I did, you know, I, I typed it on Google, which takes two seconds. I did it, and that is a milestone. So always be proud of, of whatever it is that you're doing towards your ultimate goal. And I, I think some people are born with a, a very clear understanding of where they want to go and what they want to do, and some people are not, because what kind of world would this be if we were all the same? So. Whether you are A or B, just keep doing it. If you have clarity, share your clarity. If you don't, then share your experiences because it is together that, that we we do things. Uh, nobody does anything by themselves. So keep sharing and and, and keep fighting and and take take a breather on on a topic. It's okay to to feel devastated sometimes and and cry or to feel defeated or in occasionally you need to pick your battle so so some battles you will be defeated and you will have to, to quit but in 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 the bigger picture the ultimate battle or you will be reached so yes feel your emotion or do your suffering and then get out and, and move on and it doesn't need to be stop crying move on just Feel it, acknowledge it, think how are you going to improve or how are you going to change your perspective so this issue can be resolved or even targeted in a different way. Always smile, always, always, regardless how, how hard it is to smile. Sometimes it is pretty hard, but I think you never know who's looking and you never know whose day you're changing, even whose day you're changing if you do smile. So smile and, and, and open your every sense to listening, listening to other people, listening to your environment, listening to yourself. I think it's important. We all need to do it. And sometimes we don't because we forget, but yeah. So basically keep moving and, uh, you will get there. And, uh, if you know, there's anything, everything is possible. 
basically. Then that, that is what I would like to do. Well, Sarah, I'm going to take one more shot at your last name. Via Sonor? Do I have that right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, that's, uh, that's what a perfect way to end the podcast. And thank you so much. Exactly. Congrats. <laughs> thank you very much. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm actually, I'm, I, I definitely, uh, I, I didn't master a language today, but I mastered your last name. And that feels like a pretty good victory to me. So thank you Absolutely. again. That is a huge milestone for me. So anyway, <laughs> Sarah, thank you so much. It's been a great talk and I really appreciated having you on this week. Absolutely, Jeff. Thank you so much. On the next episode of Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, Maya Gotti helps female entrepreneurs get crystal clear so that their passion turns into their signature. If you're unsure of where to go next in your business, this is not a talk you can afford to miss. Here's a bit more from Maya. The thought that you're having right, around whatever your next step is, regardless of where you are, if you are an entrepreneur or you're an entrepreneur, you consider yourself simply a small business owner, the thought that you're having around, huh, maybe I should do this, maybe I should take this next step, I would say take the leap and try it out. Also, the other thing, don't be afraid to create your own table and share your ideas, share your message. And you can certainly start small with the people who you really want to share it with. Are you interested in becoming a guest? Check out our Being a Guest page at WomenReallyMeanBusiness.com. All levels of business accepted. We love a wide range of stories.